All right, so we're going to open up right now with a word of prayer. So I ask that you have your undivided attention. Bow your heads, close your eyes, lift your hands up to God. And we shall begin. Lord, we come to you right now, Lord, and ask, Lord, that you forgive us for anything that we have done or said. Anything that you have seen us do, Lord, that is unlike you, Lord. Any word, any action, any movement, Lord, any thought that we have had, Lord, that is unlike you, Lord. Any thought that would cut you off or cut us off or allow you to turn a deaf ear. To us, Lord, we ask, Lord, that you forgive us in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord. We ask, Lord, that you forgive us for any sin that we have seen or done, unknown and unknown, Lord. For things that may be a sin to you may not seem like a sin to us, Lord. So we ask that you forgive us, that you purify our hearts, that you give us Holy Spiritual wisdom to understand of the, and um, the Holy Spiritual eyes to see, the Holy Spiritual ears to hear, and the Holy Spiritual heart and wisdom to love your word, Lord, make it clear to us, Lord, don't allow it to fall on the thorny, on the thorns and thistles, Lord, and don't allow it to fall amongst the rocks, Lord, and don't allow it to fall on the wayside, Lord, but allow it to fall on the good soil that it, so that it can be planted in our hearts and our minds and we receive it and it can be you can water it and it can grow and increase to holy spiritual wisdom, knowledge and understanding and most importantly, a love. Of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. These things we thank you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Welcome back. Welcome back. I am your host, Apostle Shepherd Faith Morris, as I have been ordained to bring you the gospel, the whole gospel and nothing but the gospel. Welcome back to Now the Living Word Ministries. That's Now the Living Word Ministry. And if you've been listening, you know what now means. N.O.W. That's no one without, no one without the living word, no one without the gospel, no one without the truth, no one without shelter, no one without love, no one without the true message of the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Um, today, uh, I want to say thank you. I want to send shouts out to uh, a few of um, of uh, the people we're associated with. We want to give a shout out to um, Coda Ministries and uh, Bishop Glorious Powell. We want to send shouts out to Bishop uh, Leonard C. Bryant Sr. We want to send shouts out to Pastor Michael Taylor. We want to send shouts out all over our area out here in Vegas. want to send shouts out to uh, Bishop House uh, over at Mountaintop, shouts out to Restorer of the Breach with Pastor Carter. We want to send shouts out uh, um, to Pastor uh, David Sharon. We want to send shouts out to him and his wife and their ministry at Word of Life. And we we just we, we want to show love to uh, uh, Kingdom Ministries, Pastor Phillips and his wife, uh, and just. Uh, we're, we're taking the time out to show love. Uh, 
um, because this is who we are. Um, we're getting back to what God originally assigned for the true church to be. And so when we return, we're going to get into that. We're going to talk about this and hopefully if I can get my beautiful wife to chime in, um, we'll, we'll have a guest speaker for the day where we'll just kind of go back and forth and talk about what it is the Lord has brought before uh, now the Living Word Ministries as we move forward in the year uh, 2021 uh, according to the Gregorian calendar but according to the Hebrew calendar which is the calendar that was originally instituted by our God true living God, the God of all gods, our Lord and Savior, our strength, our refuge, our creator. Um, this is the year 5781. Yes, that's what I said. 5781. Um, with that being said, um, I just want to take this time out to thank you for tuning in. Thank you. God bless you. God bless your house. God bless your family. God bless your health. God bless whatever you put your hand to. And may he forgive you for any sins that you have done in thought, deed, or action. And that he may plant these seeds and that now the living word ministry would be a gardener, a cultivator, a refresher, a restorer, a renewer of the word by way of Jesus Christ in your life. So when we come back, we're going to talk about what God has ordained for the direction moving forward for now the living word ministry in this new year. Stay tuned. Welcome, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. You are now worshiping and rocking with Now the Living Word Ministries. That's Now the Living Word Ministries, n.o.w.thelivingwordministries, now, no one without. Well, we believe no one should go without the truth. No one should go without the gospel. No one should go without the rivers of living water that is Jesus Christ. So if you're just tuning in, what we're going to do right now is we're going to glow with the clarion call of the new year. Uh, the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ himself, God, the Logos, is trying to get us into a different mindset. But what is that mindset? That mindset is this. It's time to get back to the roots of the gospel. It's time to get back to the red letters of the word. It's time to preach what Jesus intended for us to preach. It's time to go out and embark on the mission that Jesus outlined and blueprinted with the life he lived as he walked on this earth. How many of you out there know that that is what we're called to do? We're called to be Christ in a dark world. We're called to be the lights that bring 
salvation through the gospel of Jesus Christ. And how do we do that? We do that by giving the testimony. The Bible tells us that it happens by what? The blood of the lamb and the word of the testimony. We give the testimony not only of what he did for us, but the testimony of who Jesus Christ is, what Jesus Christ accomplished and why he did it. And that is what I believe has been lost in today's message, in the word of the gospel, in the truth of the message. We have somehow strayed away from the true gospel of the word of Jesus Christ. And now we have been charged by God himself to bring back the true understanding. So with that being said, I I want to try and uh, uh, paint a portrait for you. So today, um, most people I know are commonly, we're commonly known and used to by way of tradition of uh, riding with and rocking with the King James Version. And I'm all for that for those who are submerged in the gospel and have had training in the word who are not new to the gospel. But for those that have um, are just getting their feet wet in the word of Jesus Christ, I would suggest something a little bit more um, written how in the form of which we speak, because as we all know, the uh, we know that the uh, King James Version is written in the Elizabethan tongue or dialect. And uh, these days we simply don't talk that way. And so sometimes that can be a huge stumbling block for the new believer or the babe in Christ or the new convert, if you will. So with that being said, I I want to turn your attention to uh, Matthew, the book of Matthew, chapter 10, verse starting at verse one. And the version that we're going to be diving into is the Living Bible. I also have the NIV here with me uh, to make it um, more receptive for the audience that may be new to the kingdom of heaven, that may be new to the fold, that may need a clearer more decisive understanding like i said we love the king james version that is the 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 roots and the soul of the gospel but at this day and age we want to make sure that we can reach everyone without them being curious or not being able to understand or giving the enemy any foothold to cause confusion when for those receiving the seed of the word of God. Um, So 
Once again, we're at Matthew chapter 10, starting at verse 1. And and just to give you a little feedback, this would be, um, this is where the the 12 disciples that Jesus has handpicked, um, they are being sent forth. And uh, before Jesus sends them forth, there are things that must be accomplished. There are things that must be done. And um, to get this understanding so that you can see clearly to get a visual along with the audio, uh, you definitely need this background um, at this point. So he is, um, they have uh, been with him off and on um according to Halley's uh Halley's uh, Bible handbook it says here that um that Jesus took about a year and a half to complete his choice then they were with him about two years so um AD 26 November John Andrew Simon Philip and Nathaniel that's John Andrew Philip Simon and Nathaniel believed on him at John's baptizing and accompanied him to Cana, then went back to their occupations till a later call. Um, And January, after he had finished his early Judean ministry and had began his Galilean ministry, he called Simon Andrew. James and John to leave their fishing business and definitely associate themselves with him. And you can find that little tidbit in Mark chapter 1 at verses 16 through 20. And shortly after, Matthew was asked to join the group. And this is at Matthew. You'll find that in Matthew chapter 9, verse 9. Um, um, and A.D. May, the 12 were formerly chosen. You can find that in Luke 6, 12 through 16. And in A.D. 29, March, they were given the power. So here we go. That's where we are right here. At chapter 10, um, at chapter 10, verse 1. And it says, and it reads, Jesus called his 12 disciples to him and gave them authority to cast out evil spirits and to heal every kind of sickness and disease here are the names of his 12 disciples simon also called peter and that's the one you you, the from the famous story of stepping out on the water uh stepping out and walking on water with jesus andrew who was peter's brother james zebedee's son uh john James's brother, who was also Zebedee's son, Philip, Bartholomew, Thomas, Matthew the tax collector, James Alphaeus's son, and Thaddeus, Simon, a member of the Zealots, which is a subversive political party, Judas Iscariot, the one who betrayed him. Okay, so now I want you to, guys to pay close attention to what occurs Next, in the fifth verse of the 10th chapter of Matthew, um, you'll find Jesus sending forth the apostles whom he had been putting the word in and talking to at this point, um, giving them and training them up. 
Uh, and this is just at the first stages of the implementation of their training, the very beginning of their training, the first of the first, the scraps, to, to, you know, the, the, uh, just like if you were making a cake, you know, uh, this is at the cracking of the eggs and the, uh, the mixing of the dough and then the, 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 the bringing the two together and the stirring, you know, this is, this is where we are. So, but how many of you know out there that before uh, the cake becomes a cake, after you have uh, 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 put all the ingredients together, you put your milk in, and the eggs and the, and, 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 and the cake mix or the however you're making it, um, and, and, and you, you have to stir it together. You have to mix it together. So you have to put certain things in, certain ingredients in, but the ingredients can't just sit there because that won't make the cake. Uh, what happens is you have to mix the ingredients together, amen? You have to mix them together so that they become what? So that they become one. And when they become one, they still aren't quite ready, right? Because there you still have this gooey uh, 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 mix of a unstable substance, an unstable element. And, you know, you can kind of pour it out if you want to, you know. And so it's not quite what you intend for it to be. But how many of you out there know that it must go through the fire? Amen. It has to go through the fire. It has to be. It has to go through the heat. Endure the flames. Endure the pressure. Endure. And and, and then what happens? It rises. It thickens. It's, it hardens. It rises. It develops a, a crust, a shell around it, but not too hard, but hard enough to make it firm. Amen? So, in this instance, this is what's going on here. Uh, Jesus is about to send them out with, and so sending them out, he has to prepare them. He's mixed them together with him, being around him, mixing them and they mixing them with the word, storing the word in them. But what is the final mix? The final two steps. The final two steps is what to put the main ingredient in. So here we'll find that Jesus puts the main ingredient in. But let, let me let me let me read. He says, Jesus sent them out. This is at five, five, verse five of chapter 10 in the book of Matthew. Jesus sent them out with these instructions. Don't go to the Gentiles or the Samaritans, but only to the people of Israel, God's lost sheep. Go and announce to them. Watch this. And I want you guys to pay attention to this because this is at the cusp of what we are getting back to here at Down the Living Word Ministries and what we'll be training up soldiers of Christ, up the warriors of Christ, up apostles, pastors, bishops, and leaders, up men and women of God, up children of God into their roles to fulfill their um, residency, their 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 uh, their right, their residency as kingdom citizens, as kingdom citizens. Uh, um, how many of you out there know it's good? You, you want to be a Christian? That's good. That's great. It's good to be. I'm not going to uh, rain on who you 
identify yourself to be, but it's greater to be a kingdom citizen. Because Christianity is in reference to being religious or to aspire to a religious belief. But how many of you know that uh, usually religious beliefs kind of coincide with rituals, uh, tasks, or what the Bible call works? But not those type of works, but the traditions of men more so than what God would have you. Matter of fact, I'll take you deeper. How many of you out there know that Jesus Christ himself said that the traditions of men make the word of God ineffective? Amen. So what we're doing is we're going to establish the blueprint that is Jesus Christ. Because remember, the Bible says, let God's word be true and let every man be a lie. So if God's word be true and Jesus is God in the flesh, that means that the words that came from his very mouth hold more weight than any other individual in the Bible. Amen? Because he is God's word in the flesh. He is God's thoughts in the flesh. He is God's mind in the flesh. He is God's heart in the flesh. He is God's existence, God's literal outline for how we are to carry ourselves in this life. Amen. We are so as kingdom citizens. Uh, and, 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 and I want you to understand that, that, that um, if you go to uh, the book of Matthew, chapter three, verse two, where John the Baptist starts his ministry, John the Baptist starts off saying the kingdom repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Uh, uh, and as Jesus starts his in chapter four, he says the same thing. Repent. The kingdom of heaven is at hand, which means the kingdom of heaven is near. The kingdom of heaven is coming. But I would like to surmise that. From the very moment that Jesus hit the earth, the kingdom of heaven was at hand. So let, let, let's get back to this. And so um, at picking up at uh, Matthew chapter 10 at verse at verse seven, he says, Go and announce to them. This is, our, this is what Jesus is telling us to do. He's talking to his disciples, his apostles, his leaders, his, his pastors, his bishops, his, his uh, evangelists, his, his royal priesthood, those who would lead and speak, but also those who would accept Christ. Listen to what he says. First and foremost, rule one. He says this, this is number one, go and announce to them that the kingdom of heaven is near. Go and announce to them that the kingdom of heaven is near. Go and announce to them that the kingdom of heaven is near. How near? You see, how many of you know that from the moment that you have received that call, when Jesus answered, when Jesus rung your main line and, and said, okay, it's time, my child, 
come and, and give your life and, and, and let's walk this walk. How many of you know that from that moment on, you had a work to do? You had real, you had work to do. And what is that work? That work is first. After you've received salvation, after you have repented and turned away from sin, because that's what repent means. It means to turn, to turn away from. So the understanding of this is when you hear people in the body of Christ or people in the church or people who know the Lord tell you if you are a num if you are a new believer or somebody who's trying to get to know repent what are they saying they're saying turn from your ways turn away from who you used to be turn away from slanging dope, turn away from smoking dope, turn away from gang banging and shooting, turn away from selling your body in prostitution, turn your way from stripping and making it clap, turn your way from being a liar or manipulating womanizer or a woman who gets over and manipulates men for money, turn your way from being a bully and a mean person who, who, whose narcissistic ways are only focused on themselves, turn. That's what repentance means, to turn away from. Now, once you've turned away from, then the Lord requires that we get what? Filled with the Holy Ghost. By getting bat, we get baptized. But the baptism itself doesn't always, because some people do get baptized and come out speaking in tongues full of the Holy Ghost and with fire. But some people don't. And, and from my understanding, most people don't come out speaking in tongues. But that does not stop you or, or, or mean you don't, you don't have the spirit. But when the spirit has hit you, you'll know it because it will show an evidence of speaking in tongues. It will show an evidence of an increase in your wisdom. It will show an evidence of an increase in your walk and your loyalty to God. It will show an evidence of how much you dive into this walk and turn repent turn repent away from what you used to do and this holy ghost has the power this holy spirit has the power to lead you away from those things amen um so now so we understand our first now after you've done all that and ain't no after because that's a process that's continuing. That's why the Bible, this is what the Bible calls working out your salvation uh, with fear and trembling. With fear and trembling. And that fear word, that word fear, because a lot of the Bible uh, in the King James is spoken in, the, in words that were used in a different sense because words have different meanings. But that means reverence or respect. So it's a deep respect or a deep love. With, with deep respect, you know, so that's what you do. You're working out your salvation uh, with deep respect for God's word and your loyalty to God. Then next, what is this? Now, when you get ready to go out, you feel that in your spirit, the Lord is unctioning you. And unction means you just feel a, a push to do or a, 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 a push to move. It's a, it's a push that comes from within, from the Holy Spirit. That unction to push when the Lord and the Holy, you can feel the Holy Spirit pulling on you. And, it, and it, then it's time to go what? Step one, go and announce to them. What? Announce what? That the kingdom of heaven is near. You have to go out and tell people that Jesus Christ is coming. We go out and we tell people 
that Jesus Christ is coming. We go out and let them know that time is running out. But we go out and we give them, also tell them what? We tell them who Jesus Christ is. We tell them what Jesus Christ accomplished. We tell them why Jesus Christ did it. We tell them what happens when they receive Jesus Christ. We tell them how they can receive Jesus Christ. From this day forth, everything we should do in the year 2021 is to push the kingdom of heaven and the name, the love, the life, the sacrifice, and the ministry of Jesus Christ. Bar none. No more witty sermons. No, no, no more, um, no more uh, sermons that show how wise we are. No more uh, extra, extra uh, terrestrial, uh, um, uh, deep expository uh, uh, sermons full of conjecture and juxtapositions and 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 um, exegesis and exegesis. No, we going to preach the word of God. We're going to preach the kingdom of heaven and we preach Jesus Christ because people are not saved by your ability to preach a good sermon. They're saved by the message. The message has the power. The message has the power. You could be talking with the worst language ever. You would with the most horrible grammar on earth, but the power is in the word, the message, the gospel, the good news, the truth. So now he says that now we understand that first step is what? To go and tell them about the kingdom, that the kingdom of heaven is near. Now what follows that? What follows that is the, the next parameters is that you exhibit the power of the kingdom of heaven. Let me say that again. The next example before them is to exhibit the power of the kingdom of heaven, to exhibit the love of the kingdom of heaven, to exhibit what? The authority of the kingdom of heaven, to exhibit the grace of the kingdom of heaven, to exhibit the collective of the kingdom of heaven, and to exhibit the open door for whoever it is you're speaking to of the kingdom of heaven to make sure that they understand that this is not an exclusive club in the sense that they can't get in that it's going to be hard I don't know about your Bible but my Bible told me Jesus Christ died once for all it doesn't say he died for you people he died for pastors, bishops uh, apostles, uh, um, uh, uh, evangelists, and 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 uh, choir directors, choir members, ushers. No, it doesn't say that. It said he died for once. It said for God so love. John three sixteen said for God so love the world that he gave he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe in him should have everlasting should not perish but have ever lasting life and what does that mean what does that mean saints of god what does that mean new person coming to god new convert lost sheep of god what does that mean 
that means that God gave up the closest and nearest thing to him in order to save you. Amen. He, he did it to save you. And, and, and just in case you think, uh, a lot of us believe that uh, maybe he felt sorry for, maybe it's just, maybe, no, it's because he loved us. He loved us before he even created us. He loved us as an idea in his mind. He loved us because see, God visualizes. Then he, he visualizes, improvises, then he materializes. And once he materializes, everything that's been materialized or manifested or brought into existence or made visible has already had a plan for its ending before it was created. Let me say that again. It already has a plan for its ending before it begins. But I don't want to trip you up, so we're going to keep going. Now, what are, how do we exhibit the authority and the power of the kingdom of God? Well, Jesus tells you at verse 8 in chapter 10 of the book of Matthew, he says what? Heal the sick, mandate one. Go out and heal people. Go out and be bold enough to trust that the power of God is with you and it will do exactly what he said. What's next? Raise the dead. Raise the dead. Now, this raise the dead that he's talking about is literally and figuratively. So, what do I mean by that? I'm glad you asked that question. What I mean by that is that when he says raise the dead, he means to raise literally, you will have the power to raise people from physical death, but you also will have the power to raise them from spiritual death. Now, these are two completely different animals. You have spiritual death is separation from God, being blinded from God, being separated from God, being blocked off. You can't see him. You can't even think about God. The only thing you think about is yourself and what you want. Um, uh, of course, you know what physical death is. That's when your body dead. That's when your body is out of here. That's when you, uh, you know, they did that autopsy and you in the morgue getting ready to prepare to be stanking. That's physical death. How many of you know that Jesus raised more than one person from death, including himself? Amen. He raised a young man whose mother was concerned that he was dead. He raised, matter of fact, a girl, a young girl from death. And he raised, um, these are only recorded incidents in the Bible. Let me say that too. Because every, if, it were, if you were to try to put all the miracles and all of the things that Jesus accomplished when he was on earth, and one, one book wouldn't be able to hold it. But the recorded incidents that are in the Bible that I can think of off top was a young girl that they thought was dead, Jesus uh, um, brought from the dead, a young man who his mother thought was dead, Jesus brought back to life, and Lazarus that Jesus, that they thought was dead and Jesus brought back to life and of course the most important person himself whom he brought back from death whom and and might I add told us before he went in there that he was the one 
that laid down his life for us. Could nobody kill God in the flesh. God in the flesh went willingly. That's how much he loved us. So that's raised the dead. He said, cure the lepers, cast out demons. Okay, now this is very important. The leprosy was a very contagious skin disease. And I, um, I see this two ways as well. Um, because he said, heal the lepers. So you, what he's telling you is to heal those that are sick. Heal me, heal those that have diseases. So what he's saying is heal those that have diseases. Amen. Heal the sick, raise the dead, heal those who are lepers, whose flesh is ill. And I see another way where whose flesh is ill. Who's, because your flesh is where the sin comes from. And a lot of people look at flesh only and then you think if you're not on the surface reading this, you would look at flesh and think the uh, you look at your skin. But see, you got to remember your brain is made of flesh as well. Your brain, yes, the, the, the items the, of your organs, the, your internal organs that you can't see are made of flesh as well. Right? Amen? So, um, that, your, that, so your brain is flesh. So that's the flesh that the Bible was talking about. That's the main flesh because it controls, it's just a central nervous system. This is where everything is occurring at. This is where the thoughts, the impulses, and all that are sent out to the signals come from to act on what your body wants to do. Amen? So, it say cast out demons. Now, this right here is synonymous to me with, with synonymous with also with healing the sick because a lot of people are only mainly sick because there's two reasons um, is being oppressed by the devil or by demons and because of your sin because the Bible tells you sickness sin can open you up for sicknesses it can open you up for an attack on your body depending on uh, what type of sins you are doing. If you're, you, your sins can make you sick. It opens you up for, one, the enemy to attack you with sickness. And it opens you up to be attacked with sicknesses because the Bible tells us we'll reap what we sow. So if you sow to you, it tells us if you sow to your body, sin. If you, if, you, if, you, if you do bad things to your body, you get bad things out of it. Your body reaps like if you walk or like say if you're a person that likes to sleep around a lot um, without protection. You might you might get AIDS or get some sort of disease. Or say you sleep with protection, the protection might break and you still get AIDS or get a disease or get sick. Um, you know. So um also uh, so these are the mandates. We'll say let's do a rundown. First, he said, go to God's lost sheep. He said, go to God's lost sheep. Right after you done repented, after you done turned away from, after you done been filled with the Spirit, go to God's lost sheep, go to His lost people, go to those that that want that are going to receive the Word of God. He said, "Go and announce to them." 
that the kingdom, the kingdom of heaven is near. So now, what do I, when I go to the lost sheep, what am I doing? I have to go to them and tell them about the kingdom of heaven. I have to go and tell them about Jesus Christ. I have to go and tell them what Jesus Christ did for us. I have to go and tell them why Jesus Christ did this. I have to go and tell them what was the result of Jesus Christ doing this. I have to go and tell them that Jesus Christ did it for them. I have to go and tell them that he did this so that they can get what I have, the kingdom of heaven. So that they too can become kingdom citizens. Amen. And so, and, that, um, and the next one would be what? Now you start showing the power and authority and love of the kingdom of heaven by how do I do that? By one, healing the sick. By two, raising the dead. By three, curing the lepers. Four, casting out demons, evil spirits, and darkness from witchcraft, from all these things. We have power over Satan and everything that comes along with him. And this is how we know that a lot of uh, sickness comes from him, you know, and, and I'll teach lot to go into about the book of Job and how Job, uh, before the devil was able to even bother Job with any type of sickness and with death in his family and things of that nature, he had to go to God. And because, and because God always has your best interest at heart and can make, take anything you go through and turn it around, there's certain things that happen in life that you probably have questions about. And God has the answers. But you have to get your relationship with him for him to reveal them to you. I can't, I can't tell you what you're feeling. And God knows what you're feeling. And God has a word for it. Amen. Um, so now after you've cast out the demons, what is he saying? Give as freely as you have received. So now that means that once you've done it, that means that when you when you cast out demons and you spread the word, you give people the same salvation and invitation to the kingdom of heaven through repentance, through love, through salvation, through the name of Jesus Christ. And what he accomplished, you give that to somebody else. You share that with somebody else. And and right now, I, I believe that this is where we are. We are at the, we are on the cusp or at the very, very, very point where it's time for us as the men and women of God to bring the word of God that God, that Jesus Christ himself intended for us to bring. It's, 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 it, it, it suffices to say that the Lord Jesus Christ had left this blueprint for us. But how do you know that the Pastor Shepherd Faith Marsh? How do you know that he left the blueprint for us? Well, I'll tell you, I'll give you an example. Um, uh, when Jesus rose Lazarus from the dead, um, when he came to the tomb and um, he asked him to roll back the stone. And 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 and, and um, as they rolled back the stone, Jesus stepped back and he said a prayer, and he said, "Father, I, I know you always hear me." He said, "I'm glad you hear me. I know you always hear me." 
He said, but for the sake of these people standing around. For the sake of these people standing around. And so what do I what, what do I get out of that? That Jesus had to exhibit so that we could see how things were done. When Jesus was tempted 40 days to 40 nights in the wilderness, why, what is the significance? Why does the Bible make sure we know this? Because Jesus was showing us how to beat the devil. Because he knew we just couldn't do it on our own. He, and how did he show us? He showed us we beat the devil with the word of God. When he was tempted, he said, hey, man, you the son of God. Why don't you turn, you out here hungry 40 days, 40 nights. Why don't you go and turn, this, he's heard, turn these rocks into bread then? You so bad. Turn these rocks into bread, brother. Bro, bro, turn these rocks into bread, bro, bro. Brody, turn these rocks into bread, yo. Son, shorty, turn these rocks into bread. And what did Jesus tell him? He went straight to the scriptures on him. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but out of every word that proceed out the mouth of God. Wow. And then what did he do next? He said, oh, okay, oh, you're a sharp guy. You're a sharp guy. All right, he took him to a high temple, a high point on a mountain. And he said, hey, why don't you go on and jump off and jump, jump off and kill yourself? And you know God ain't going to let you kill yourself. He ain't going to let you crush your foot on the heel. He ain't let you cut your foot on the stone. Go and jump, jump. What Jesus say? It is written, thou shalt not put the Lord thy God to the test. Then after that, what did he do? He took them uh, to a high point and showed them all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time, in a glimpse. So in other words, in his mind's eye, he flashed every kingdom and all the money and all the glory in front of Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ, he said, all this I give you if you bow down and worship me. And he said, it is written, you should worship the God, your, the Lord your God, and, and him only you should worship. This is the blueprint for how you deal with the enemy. You have to read and know the word of God. Your life is being turned upside down, and not just for you, new believer, not just for you, new, new creature, new creation, new brother in Christ, new kingdom citizen, but for you, pastor, bishop, evangelist, a uh, uh, person who's been going to church 20 years, person who grew up in church, person who know the word and know, who know the who knows the Lord but don't know his word. You, you, you know who Jesus is, but you only know his name. And yes, there's power in his name. But how many of you out there know that you have to know the word of God to be effective? Jesus Christ himself didn't just say, I rebuke you, Satan. No. Jesus Christ himself, God in the flesh, showed us by defeating him with the word of God. You have to know the word. The word is your tech nine. The word is your AK-47. The word is your chopper. The word is your stick. The word is your, your shank. The word word is greater than any tank any nuclear bomb the word of God is greater than any military force the word of God our God in heaven is greater than anything matter of fact 
uh, one of the great, I don't know who quoted it, but I can tell you, one of the greatest cliches of our time, um, the pen is mightier than the sword. They got that from the Bible. Matter of fact, when Peter, when they came to get Jesus, Peter sliced the man's ears off. Jesus had to tell the man, don't you know those who live by the sword will die by the sword? What does that mean? If you live by the gun, you die by the gun. You live by nuclear bombs, you'll die by nuclear bombs. The power is in the word of God. And there is nothing greater nor more powerful than the living word of God. Ever. Never has been, never will be. And so... This is the mandate. We get back to training up children to be men and women fully equipped, registered citizens in the kingdom of heaven by way of the Holy Spirit and a confession of their mouth. And believing in their heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. Right now is the time. The kingdom citizen mandate is now. The kingdom citizen word is now. The kingdom citizen truth is now. The kingdom citizen gospel is now. The kingdom citizen truth is now they say last year was 2020 a year of vision and clarity and, and I agree but I want to add to that I want to say it was a year of vision and clarity because it was a year that God pulled the scales off your eyes it was a year that God said, no more walking in darkness. This is what I command of thee. This is what I have. I have a need of thee, but I cannot work with you if you can't see me. If you can't see me, I cannot use you in the kingdom. But how can I use you in the kingdom if all you know is Christianity? If all you know is religion, if all you know is how to be religious, if all you know is your programs, if all you know is your programs that you have been programmed with, you have been indoctrinated into a synagogue mentality. But God wants you. to be filled with the kingdom of heaven. God wants you to be filled with the kingdom of God. You you've been walking to and fro. You 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 found yourself Wondering, is there anything greater? You, 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 you reached for something higher than yourself. 
you you you've you 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 you've tried every drug. You 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 smoked crack and been up all night. You snorted lines of powder with crystal meth, damaging your nasal passages. But the higher you get, the lower you feel. The higher you go, the more you have to pull yourself up from the gutter. You've even tried looking down in the bottom of every kind of bottle you could find. Brown liquor, white liquor, red liquor, green liquor, beer, mixed drinks. You've tried it all. But all you can find is a hangover. When you could have found the one who was hung on a cross over your sins, over your life, and over your salvation because he loves you. And he can deliver you. And deliver, just so you know, because a lot of us throw the word deliver around. A lot of us who know the word, who know God, and know the terminology that he uses, we throw that word around it. And, 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 and so, uh, for you who's listening, who's new to Christ, who, who's new to God, who don't speak King James, deliver means to save, to pull out from, to help escape, to pull from the depths of. So he's able to save you from drugs. He's able to break the stranglehold of addiction on your life. He's able to do for you what you can't do for yourself. Stop telling yourself, oh, I, 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 I'm going to come when I'm ready. The Bible says, no, you're not promised tomorrow. No man knows the day nor the hour when Jesus is coming but guess what no man knows the day or the hour that they will meet their end so you may not have to tomorrow you may not have to next year you, you may not have to you in your 30s or your 40s you may not even have to your past 15 so I would say now is the time to come to Christ now is the time to come to Jesus. Now is the time to dedicate yourself to the Lord. And if you've fallen away, now's the time to come home. Jesus sent this message out for you. And me, I'm just a vessel. I'm just an obedient vessel yielding to his word. The kingdom doors are open for all who will receive them. The kingdom doors are open for all who want the Lord. Jesus said, come to me, all you who are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. 
He said, take my yoke upon me. That means walk with me. Come close to me. Let me inside of the Holy Spirit. And learn from me. Study my word. Get my word in you so you can fight the enemy. Take my logo with me and learn from me. Then I will give you peace. Because my yoke is easy. Walking with me is easy. And my burden is light. The burden that I give, the burden that you have to bear walking with me makes every burden that you'll face in life on this earth like a walk in the park. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. you to take this time to really analyze yourself. God wants you to take this time to really analyze yourself. Jesus Christ wants you to take the time to analyze your life up to now, up to this very moment and ask yourself could it be better? Can I really change my so, can I really change me on my own? Better yet, have I been trying to change myself up to this point? Then the next question would be, how well has that worked out for you? We'll be right back after this message. Welcome back, welcome back. You are now worshiping with Apostle Shepherd Faith. And this is now the Living Word Ministry. That's now the Living Word Ministries in dot o dot w dot no one without the Living Word Ministry. Well, we believe no one should go without the gospel. No one should go without the truth. No one should go without the living word. No one should go without being a kingdom citizen of the kingdom of heaven by way of Jesus Christ. So if you're just tuning in, which I doubt because of the order of how this goes, but if you're just tuning in, uh, perhaps someone, your loved one is listening to it. Perhaps uh, someone close to you or somebody that's a friend or maybe even a stranger and you're just in the earshot of of the broadcast. Um, I, I, I want you, you know, the Holy Spirit wants you to, to know what we're covering is the restoration and the reinitiation of the original kingdom mandate 
And the kingdom mandate is to go out and enlist, sign, and make natural residence of the kingdom of heaven. I want to thank you. We want to thank you for tuning in. We want to give you the opportunity to uh, to chime in. So um, we do have on each of the uh, platforms, there is a message button in there. Um, and you can tap that square that says message. And you can literally leave a message that um, we can use on air. And we can, if you have any questions or concerns, anything that you uh, would like to um, to address or to um, to see what you can get an answer to, and we'll answer it. We'll we'll, we'll make sure we address it. And if you want your name uh, mentioned on the air, please put your name in the message. But if not, just remain anonymous and ask your question, and we'll address it on that next following episode. Um, it's very. In- and 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 we because we want you to know here at now the Living Word Ministries, we're we're all for us coming together as one, or us coming together to be one, and us coming together with the true gospel of the Word of Jesus Christ. You alone are worth it. You alone are magnificent. You are worthy. You are great. You are phenomenal. You are trustworthy. You are worthy to be saved. No matter what anyone tells you. God is saying that I gave my life for you. I gave my life for you. So that you don't have to go to that hot place that's on fire with sulfur and brimstone. But you can dwell in the kingdom of heaven and more so you can live in the kingdom even while you're here on earth before you pass. I just want to take this time out to just thank God for you and your life. I want to thank God for you and your family. I'm thanking God. Thank you, Jesus, for the listeners family. Thank Jesus for their life. I thank you, Jesus for them listening. I thank you, Jesus, for their patience. I thank you, Jesus, for the seeds you have been planting in their life. I thank you, Jesus, for everything you're doing for them in this season. In this season that showed us that 20 plus 20, 40, that we've been wandering in the wilderness and it's time to come out like Mo Noah uh, no, excuse me. Like Moses and the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness for 40 years on a journey that would have taken less than a month. We've been wandering and I hear the spirit of the Lord saying, it's time to come home, my son. It's time to come home, my daughter. It's time to come home, children. It's time. Now, if you heard this 
And in your heart of hearts, in your mind, in the deepest parts of your heart, you feel this. You, 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 you can hear the Lord talking to you and you just know that you can do better in life, that you can, you, you, you deserve more than that, that you can't do it on your own, that you realize that you need Jesus Christ in your life this very moment that another second and another minute another day would be entirely entirely too long I want you to take the opportunity to accept Jesus Christ into your hearts into your life into every battle every struggle into every triumph and every failure into every thing that you will ever encounter from this day forward and if that's something that you feel in your heart you want to do then I want you to repeat this just say this prayer but you must and I must warn you this is a way you must know that this is what you want to do God will empower you to do it don't be like the church of Laodicea and, and that speaks to a type of mindset they were what the Bible calls lukewarm. One minute they're with God, the next minute they want to live by live for themselves. And God does not tolerate that. Because when you want to live for yourself, that means you put yourself in a position that's more important than God. And when you whatever you put before God becomes your God. So now you've made yourself your God. And then God has to deal with you for that. Because that's what he said he would do. The Bible tells us the wages of sin is death. But, listen, but for those who seek righteousness, they will find life. Those who want to do, those who want to, who follow the Lord, those who give their selves in what they want to do, away to what God has called them to do, will be greatly rewarded. So if you want salvation, if you want the light, if you want life, if you want wisdom, if you want then I want you to say this prayer with me Lord I come to you a sinner I realize I can't do it on my own I need you right now I yield my life to you. I believe Jesus Christ died on the cross. I believe he died on the cross for my sins. I also believe that he rose on the third day, taking death from me and saving me from death. Jesus, Father, I make you Lord over my life and I submit myself to you. From this day forth, you are my God, my Lord, and my Savior. In the name of Jesus Christ, all glory be to God. Now, if you said that prayer with us, Guess what? You made it. You are no longer 
in God's judgment and God's wrath or his anger, but you are saved by your faith. God bless you. May he bless you, keep you, and cover you. May he watch over you. May the seeds that have been planted and imparted upon you spring into, grow into a tree that uh, produces great fruit, excellent fruit after its own kind, the Holy Spirit, kingdom of God kind, um, and that rivers of living water flow from your belly and water those as you've been watered as you go out and preach and teach the gospel and the love of God that was shared with you. So shall you share it with another. And as you move forth, you'll be protected on all sides by the cherubim and the flare and the flaming fire, fiery sword, and the seraphim. The burning was to burn out everything in you that needs to go and burns up and consumes your enemy when they come against you. And the right hand of favor of God on being over us and protecting us. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.